Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz and this is another episode of College Prep Genius Podcast. And with me on the line is Jean Burke. Jean is an author and um, has an amazing program uh, for uh, getting your kids ready to take uh, those uh, standardized tests. And this is Podcast 29 and the show notes are on the website. Uh, You can grab those after this session or before if you want to follow along. And one of the things we are going to talk about today is why standardized tests are here to stay um, besides what you might hear or even, um, you know, the people that you might see at homeschool conferences. And so uh, we want to, um, you know, bring you real information. And what I love, Jean, hi, Jean, is on the line. Hi. Um, I'm just too excited. I'm just getting started here, Jean. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that... Um, you know, you uh, are a homeschool mom. Your kids are graduated now. Um, but, you know, you have the heart of homeschoolers um, at, at, at the core of what you do. And, you know, which is why you are taking the time and, and working at, you know, this business that you have and, and so on. And so, um, you know, I, I just really love that. So if you have not heard Gene's uh, story, you know, please listen to some of the previous podcasts, like even the first one. I'll put some links on there, and you can get her whole story about, you know, her um, heart to helping homeschool families and, you know, families across the, the globe, whether they're in school or homeschooled, and even um, in other countries, Gene, because you have traveled quite extensively uh, bringing this information uh, really um, internationally. But today we are going to talk about standardized tests and, you know, all the articles. And I have, in in fact, I may have sent you a couple, uh, but there have been articles um, about how colleges are now becoming test optional and that, you know, not to worry, you don't need to take the SAT or you can take an alternative, which we'll get to in a little bit, but uh, the SAT is going to go away. So let's start there and debunk that myth. You know, there has been a lot of buzz, and and unlike um, just like you, I get I, people send me articles. Uh, you know how all these colleges are eliminating SATs and making the SAT or ACT optional. Um, first of all, you have to understand that every college takes either one SAT or ACT. It doesn't matter. They're used for entrance exams. They're used uh, for scholarship money, uh, and and they're very they're more alike than you think. I mean, if you're going to be studying for the SAT, you're pretty much studying for the ACT or vice versa. Uh, but, you know, I just want to encourage families, before you get too excited, you know, that there's not going to be an SAT, you know, let's look at some facts um, that maybe are not being talked about. You know, the, the truth really lies in, in what these tests really measure, um, and really they're a significant role in the admissions process. Right. And so that's what you need to really look at, um, you know, and not just believe all these different articles. And, you know, and one of the things I want to talk about, Jane, and, and you are um, – such a sweet person and you really know your stuff and that was kind of what I was talking about at the beginning but I know that a lot of people 
um, can sell things out of fear. You know, that um, they can, you know, freak you out into thinking that you have to get something or buy something because um, if you don't, you're going to miss out. And you don't, you don't do that. Just share a little bit about that. I don't. You know, when I first built my website years ago, um, the person who was doing it said, you know, you really need to say something like, well, you know, if you don't learn how to take the SAT, you know, you're not going to get in college or you're not going to get scholarship money. And I know so many products are, are sold that way of, you know, wow, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out. And I just don't operate that way at all. I, I, you know, I just want to give you the facts and say, you know, here's what we can do. You know, we can help you raise your scores as much as 600 points, help you get scholarship money, go to Ivy Leagues for free. You know, we've done all that. Um, but I want to give you the positive side of it. You, you don't need any more anxiety than you already have. And I think if, if you're even on my website to begin with, that tells me right away that you're already looking for answers. And I don't need um, to stress you out anymore. So I, I want to mm-hmm. be there to give you answers and not um, to follow along that path of, of, of bringing fe- more fear than you actually need. Yeah, very good, very good. And so that's the thing, you know, here's some real questions. So, okay, so, you know, I've got a, a background in testing um, just because of my major, and so I have, you know, analyzed tests more so than I even had ever wanted to. Uh, so I, I understand a little bit about the standardization, but let's just discuss a little bit about that and why these tests even exist. Well, you know, as you know, you know, kids are educated in so many different ways, certainly homeschool, and of course public and private as well, uh, so many different environments. And so needless to say, every school or every home or every state, uh, you, know, you know, students learn a plethora of academics, no matter where you live or where you, you know, what school you go to. I love the fact that our great nation allows for diversity, you know, independence when it comes to choosing our individual, you know, academics for our kids. Um, certainly it helps to create independent thinkers and strong leaders. Um, but on the flip side, you know, a student's GPA is not necessarily a prediction of a student's success in college because, you know, we talked about this before, but, you know, a 4.0 at one high school is not the same 4.0 at another school. Every, every school, every home school calculates their scores differently. Uh, oftentimes their grades are inflated. There's a lot of politics go on in a lot of these schools that I know of. Um, so this means that really the only fair way uh, to compare all students is to use some kind of standardized test, such as like an SAT, um, because it levels the playing field. I mean, it's a numerical, you know, objective ingredient that's basically common to all students. And so they have to have some way to, to measure students. I mean, I, I was at a convention one time and I met a guy and he said to me, he said when he was in high school, him and his buddies were in the bottom third of their class, and two of his friends moved down the street um, to another high school, and they automatically were in the top 10%. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't get any smarter. They just played a game, you know, played the <laughs> game. And so I think that's why colleges, you know, everybody looks the same on paper. And so they have to have something other um, that sets students apart. Right. Right, and so, you know, it, it is um, something that is here to stay if you're going to go to college, especially right now. So um, what are our test optional schools? Because I, actually I've been, I just read something about that the other day. You know, we, we have nearly 5,000 colleges here in the U.S., um, and there's a few hundred schools that are called top, test optional or, or test flexible schools. And this is where they don't require an SAT or an ACT for entrance exam. Um, but what you have to understand is most of these schools are specialized schools. 
Um, and, you know, the bottom line is if you're going to get scholarship money, you're still going to have to take the SAT or, or ACT. So a lot of times these test optional schools, uh, you know, if, if you're applying for them and you want money, you're still going to have to go that route no matter what. But ironically, many of these schools have their own entrance exams, so they're going to have some other sort of standardized test um, to measure the kids. And I think one of the interesting statistics that I saw about test optional schools is that the majority of students who do go to them still send in their SAT scores. Hmm. That's interesting, you know, because that's not what, what, you know, we're being told. So that's that's really interesting. Okay, so um, uh, this is, you know, something uh, that I recently learned about, and obviously we're not going to be mentioning any names here, but um, I heard some companies that are using experimental testing for homeschoolers, um, and these homeschoolers are being told that they won't have to take the SAT or ACT, and in hearing about this, um, you know, one of the, the things I heard was that they were not going to be uh, timed. And the first thing, because of, like I said, shared a little bit, my testing background, I'm thinking, oh, wow, you just got rid of the standardization. <laughs> you know, one one element of it, of course, um, there's many elements in, in how things are standardized. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to know if you have uh, run across this or heard about it, because you do speak extensively at homeschool conferences. You know, I had heard a little bit about that. I'm not really familiar um, with the program or the company, um, you know, it, it does appear that, you know, there are people who do want homeschoolers to steer away from a test like the SAT or ACT and, you know, maybe for the fact that they underneath believe that that's about the common core or, you know, something that's very ungodly, I, you know, I don't know. I think the thing that people need to understand is SAT, ACT have been around since the 20s. I mean, these are billion-dollar companies. And although, you know, getting, reading, getting rid of an SAT or ACT or being able to take a test that's not timed uh, sounds good in theory. Uh, sounds like something that, you know, probably most parents would want to, you know, jump on the bandwagon on. Um, but I think you have to be realistic and understand that at this point in time, only the SAT and ACT or a placement test of that particular college is the only thing that's accepted, not only for the college entrance, but certainly for scholarships. Um, so hopefully nobody's given any false hope that homeschooling families will be able to avoid those kind of tests uh, to get into college. Um, they're probably experimental, and, you know, breaking into that kind of industry is going to be very difficult um, because colleges do get their rankings nationally based on the SAT or ACT test scores. And so I, I don't necessarily see a lot of colleges, you know, all of a sudden abandoning them um, for another test if it's not going to help them, you know, certainly in their own motives, you know, to, to get higher scores and higher rankings. Right. And just um, off the cuff here, as you were speaking, um, it, it, a red flag just went out. Okay, so when our kids take um, these tests, it, it does go into a centralized computer somewhere, and, you know, um, it's going to be as protected as, as far as that going to go and they have their social security numbers that are on there and so forth and so on. So if there's a company that is coming in, I don't know what kind of, of accreditation they have or what kind of, you know, if you're taking these experimental tests, where is that information going? Are you giving them your social security number? 
Um, do you have some kind of life lock on your kids? Because a lot of times stuff is hacked into and, um, you know, I know we have this protection service for our entire family. Actually, it's not LifeLock. It's another one. Um, but that would be something I would be very, very concerned about. Um, so I would find out that information before, you know, paying for my kids to take an experimental test that may or may not be used and giving them any kind of private information. So, um, you know, and, and what are they going to do with these scores? So that's just me. I don't know, Jean, if you... No, that's, no, that's way, good information. That's, yeah, no, that's great yeah. information. I mean, nowadays you, you, have to, you, you can't be too careful. I, 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 I actually think that's a great advice. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back we're going to discuss why these uh, tests are important for admissions counselors um, and so forth. We'll be right back. With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit College Prep Genius to know more. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz uh, with Jean Burke on the line and this is collegeprepgenius.com is uh, the website for uh, Jean's amazing program and also this podcast can be found on collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 29 and the show notes will be there. Um, before we went to break, Jean, we were talking about um, why the standardized tests are important uh, for the admissions counselors of colleges. Like, what are they looking for when they're receiving these tests? Well, you know, it's just an SAT or an ACT is basically a great equalizer. It's something that, you know, no matter where you live or what school you go to, it's the same test. Um, and what the colleges do is they actually keep records, uh, data records of students so if a student were to come to college and have, let's say, a 1,400 SAT um, out of a 1,600, the college can take that record of that, or that score and they can look back at their previous data and basically use it as a predictor of college success or college readiness because they can say, well, you know, a student who got a 1,400 five years ago was one who, you know, graduated, you know, summa cum laude and they, you know, ended up, you know, uh, getting two degrees or whatever, and they can use that. Now, it's not a perfect um, measurement, but it's, it's really kind of the only, you know, thing they have to go by. But let's say a student wanted to go to Princeton College and they had a 900 SAT, they could look at, you know, the previous records of all the students who entered with a 900 and, you know, kind of get an idea of, you know, what their success rate was. So it, it is a prediction uh sort of a crystal ball in a way that they can use. And I think it's all they have to go by because we don't know the GPA, you know, what the school, what kind of rigorous courses that they took. So 
because it's, you know they're it's what they use um it basically is uh something that um I think the parents need to understand is uh, you know it's the only thing they have there's there's nothing there's nothing else that they can use and these tests measure you know the same aptitude on every test you know thinking skills which are necessary for success in college and beyond so I think that this is why it's so important for our kids you know to do well in these tests and they can do well it's not something that's just only reserved for the really really smart but right. I think also I'm sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, you know, I know I've shared with this with you that kids who have struggled academically, you know, that maybe have some learning challenges are doing great using your program. So, um, you know, it's, it's really true, and I've seen that. And, and the colleges don't necessarily broadcast their significance of the standardized testing. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. don't really want to, people to realize how big a deal they are, but they are uh, really important, not only for the college rankings, um, but I, like I said, as a predictor, so the best thing I tell parents is to go to the college website. Usually it's pretty uh, simple. You know, you can look on there and see what kind of score that you need just to get into their school. But then also they tend to have, like, levels for scholarship money. They might, you know, say for a partial scholarship you need this score, for half a scholarship you need this score, for a full ride you need this score. So they are important. Even though they may not make it seem that, that it's that important, they, they really are uh, I think that um, the college entrance, you know, is something other that, you know, you, you have to be able to get into college. I mean, I was at a, I was doing a show one time and a guy said, well, why don't they just, you know, measure you on reading, writing, and math what you know? And I said, they do. That's exactly what these tests do. They measure your reading, writing, um, and math skills, but they measure them in a way not like a 2 plus 2 plus 4. They measure them in a critical thinking way. Because everybody knows what mm-hmm. two plus two is, but can you really read a story and find that hidden math and and think very critically on how to answer that question? So that's really what they're looking for is, you know, how well you can critically think. Right, and and that is definitely important. Um, so, what are some of the problems um, of opponents of the standardized test that are not being addressed? Uh, you know, there are three things that people who are against test uh, testing or that they're looking for all the schools to turn tests optional. Um, number one, I don't think they understand, um, you know, what the tests are really measuring. Like we just went over, they're, the, they're testing more your mental ability, not so much your intellectual ability. Um, they're also, I think this is one of the, the, the things that I hear more and more is uh, I hear that, well, the SAT is basically – stacked against students who are from lower income or lower social economic uh, areas, and, and which is not true. And I think, you know, what is the underlying reason that they continue to use these tests? Well, I, I want to talk about, you know, some of these things we've already talked about a little bit, but I want to talk about the social economic part uh, for a moment because I think this is something that's a huge myth. You know, I hear all the time, well, unless you're rich, you're never going to get a high score. Well, hello, we were not rich. <laughs> You know, matter of fact, the only really expensive school in our area that, that I knew of when my kids, um, were, when we were learning how to take the test, was it was like a several thousand dollar school and in our area. And, you know, not only did they not teach the right stuff, which I learned out le- later how they basically were just reteaching high school, um, but there's no way we could have afforded it. So what, I think it's not injustice at all for students who are from lower economic backgrounds if you understand that these are logic tests. 
So it's not about how much money you can spend or how many thousands of vocabulary words that you can learn. Um, you know, unable to pay for an elite prep school, I mean, that probably falls in the category of most of us. Uh, you know, if anything, uh, a school a school's test scores really highlight any inclination of, of balance of curriculum in the classroom. You know, on a national survey, they, they, they're designed to test fairness for all students. So as for the debate that it takes in a expensive prep school for students to do well, um, you know, let's go back to point one, the fact that this is just logic. You don't need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to do wellness tests or generate, you know, weeks and weeks of labs, learning words and tons of math concepts. Um, because this, it doesn't reflect your school, school's curriculum, whether you go to the richest school in town or you go to the poorest school in town. It really just tests your thinking skills. You know, we teach in a lot of um, Title I schools and, you know, where the schools will actually pay for the, the students to come to my class. And what I found interesting, um, the students that do come are extremely appreciative, but there are many students who don't even show up for the classroom. So just because you've offered free classes for these kids does not make mean that they're going to even show up or take advantage of it. Wow. So I think it really goes back to the students actually wanting to do do the work. And certainly I'm going to hear this for, for the next few months of, well, you know, Khan Academy is a free test prep program. What, you know, why would we want to go spend money on a test prep company when the Khan Academy is partnered with the College Board and they're totally free? Well, first of all, the Khan Academy um, has been teaching test prep free test prep for years. It's, that's nothing new at all. Um, mm -hmm. What you have to understand is it is a great resource for subject matter, but they're not going to teach you shortcuts or strategies on how to ace the test. I mean, certainly if you don't know some basic math or English, you definitely want to use the Khan Academy because I think it's wonderful. Um, but don't expect that they're going to teach you, you know, how to, uh, you know, answer every question in 30 seconds or less. If, if they did, then then everybody could do well on the test. Right, and and that's true. And then also, it's I don't know. I've I've had a hard time finding specific things on there. Um, I know that there were certain things that I was looking for for my kids, and and um, you know, some of it was okay, and some of it wasn't. But um, you know, and and let's face it, Jean. Um, you know, and I know this podcast is free, but you kind of get what you pay for. You know. Um, when you when you try to do things that are totally free, I mean this is um, an informational podcast, but also um, you know you are are the sponsor of it with College Prep Genius, so um, you know there's definitely going to be um, you know some focus there. But um, one of the things that I can say, and and uh, I know a lot of you know me, um, and I I don't easily say or endorse any products. Um, in fact, I don't endorse products, but the fact that I'm on here uh, with Jean, you can make your own conclusions on that, and uh, we have used it um, very successfully. And I also think, Jean, um, you know, the, you just said you're on, uh, I think, the other podcast you were talking about how the, the uh, uh, you know, television uh, uh, media people are getting in contact with you and you are just on national media. So, um, you know, that's definitely a credit to you and the work that you've done and the success stories that you have, um, you know, with, with your product. So I know you don't, you don't like to brag or <laughs> tell people what you've been doing, but you have recently been on the news, haven't you? So just, just share with us a little bit about that. I'll put you on the spot here. 
<laughs> well, just this week, uh, you know, I was um, at NBC. Uh, I'm sorry, NBC came to my home. Um, I went to the ABC studios, and then um, Fox. I've done, uh, you know, just a lot of shows uh, because you know p- people are uh, fearing the new SATs. They don't know what to do, and they're, you know, one of the things I've learned about the news, having been on television and national television several times, is they have what's called the feeding frenzy. And so it's not like three months ago when they really should have been talking about the changes and parents should protect, you know, stop preparing. You know, they wait for right. the week before the test, you know, when parents really are freaking out, you know. I mean, they're not going to talk about Christmas decorations this week, you know. They're going to only talk about that in December. And so uh, I do wish, you know, certainly we could have talked about it earlier, you know, but they, that's not how they operate. They, they're in the moment. You know, they're talking about elections right now. They're talking about whatever's you know, it's most relevant in the news. So, yeah, it's been great. I've been able to do a lot of television shows. I've got a really thought i got a national television show coming out. Uh, it was a segment called Smart Woman that we did um, back in November. We taped it, and they're going to be playing that in the next week or so on, on 30 national markets across the United States. So that's going to be really exciting. So it's yeah, been really it's been really those fun. links, and we can also add them to the podcast uh, post, so that way people... Um, don't have to go searching for them and can and can find them. And I know you have them on your on your website as well. But yeah, just go. I'll remind you to go ahead and send me those links. Well, any <laughs> any any what what are friends for? Um, but what are your final words here on the standardized test? They are here to stay. So what do you want to say yeah, to I, parents <laughs> or kids? Yeah. It, it, yeah, if, you know, families are waiting around to see if the college of their choice is going to eliminate the SAT or ACT. They may be waiting for a long time. I mean, I think it's better to accept the reality that, you know, colleges are going to depend on test scores for fairness in the admissions process. So, you know, certainly, you know, what were these developed for in the first place? I mean, it was developed by the dean at Harvard who wanted to break the stereotype, you know, about, you know, his school being this sort of elite Eastern prep school. You know, he wanted to show the importance of mental testing, you know, rather than, you know, testing ability rather than knowledge. And I, I think that, um, you know, being able to answer a question under pressure is a skill that all of us need because so many times, you know, we're faced with, you know, situations where we have to, you know, be able to react. And I think testing, being able to learn how to do that can, you know, help in that area. And once I was at a convention once and a nurse had come up to my, my booth and she said, you know, when she took the NCLEX, which was the test to get into nursing school, she said, you know, they didn't test me on nursing because I didn't know anything about it. I was That's why I was going to school. It was really how well, you know, could I rise to the occasion under pressure because, you know, as a nurse, you're going to be oftentimes in life or death situations. And so um, I think that families need to understand that, you know, learning general testing and strategies, you know, are going to work in so many areas, not just your SATs or PSATs or ACTs, you know, or whether you're going to go to law school or med school, but it's really something other that can help train your mind um, to be able to react in situations, you know, that we may be faced with. So it really does go beyond just your basic, you know, testing. No, it does. And I think my kids um, were saying that it's even helped them in test taking for their their classes that they're taking now. So, um, you know, it, it really does teach really good uh, study skills, and I think that's very important. Well, Jean, thank you so much. Once again, we're out of time, and I look forward to our sessions um, upcoming. Thanks again. Well, thank you for having me, please.
Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.